Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. This is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? Pretty good, CNN. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm a, and I'm also pretty happy. It's an inside joke. Uh, moving on. I'm also want to give a special let's shout out. Let's not move on. Let, let, let's no, 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 no. Let me give my shout out first. Let me give my shout out first. My shout out to my bro Tactics, who, for all of you who don't know, my man, after two years, has finished his schooling for massage therapy and holistic therapy. I feel I'm missing one other thing, but still, he's a badass. Just, and he just, finished just, it all. just massage therapy. No, no. Holistic. Just massage just, therapy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he finished massage therapy. Appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No more. No more assignments. So I don't have to miss any shows for the foreseeable future. So that's good. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. So we, we all very proud of you, bro. Very proud of you. Yeah, and absolutely. also, I think this is your first Friday free. Yes. First Friday free. Didn't do anything, really. I did <laughs> watch two episodes of Superman. Yeah. Superman and <laughs> yeah. Lois. I did watch two episodes of that. So that was our good. boy. Our boy is catching up and a uh, good time, too, because we definitely have a lot of Superman to discuss today, including Superman and Lois season three. Um, yeah, do you guys think I should, should we like jump in or do you guys have any other uh, announcements before we uh, go to the first topic? Nothing over here, nothing for me. All, All right, send it, send it CNN. <laughs> what what does that let... mean, by the way? <laughs> yes, Darcy, what does it mean exactly? <laughs> you cold <laughs> note motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We will get to that uh, uh, that uh, Cole's noting uh, aspect of my personality a little bit later in the show. So uh, tune in if you wish to know. So uh, just a quick piece of housekeeping before we go in. For all of you uh, new watchers, if you're watching and we are no longer live, please do check out the descriptions below uh, and you'll see the timestamps for the to- topics that we're going to be covering. So you can click on and go directly to the topic you want to see. So uh, just, just, just quickly, Umar, uh, you said no longer when we're not live, but you kind of pronounce it like no, if we're no longer alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for for all of us, you listening, <laughs> when we are not live on the show, not when we are dead. <laughs> just, <laughs> so, just to be clear, I mean, like when this is viewed after we're dead, you can also check out uh, the timestamps. But like while we're living, uh, you know, for very long lives and knocking out wood for that, yes, please feel free to watch our uh, click on our time steps thank you for that catching that darcy uh, <laughs> okay so uh, first topic um going right into our geeky news of uh the big geeky news of the week which has been superman focused james guns's james guns superman legacy has found itself a superman and lois so uh james gunn is going to be as you all know and as we've discussed before he will be directing and writing uh, the upcoming DCU Superman legacy film. DCU is the new universe after the DCEU, which had so many problems. But nonetheless, so we are, we have been wondering, we've been theorizing who is going to be playing Superman, the title character, and we have recently been told, finally, I think it was like two days ago, uh, who Superman and Lois are going to be. And... The uh, the actors uh, David Corin Sweat. I, uh, I really hope I got that right. 
uh, and Rachel Brosnahan uh, are going to be playing Clark Kent, Superman, and Lois Lane, respectively. Now, I don't know about you, uh, bros, but I don't know anything about the work of our uh, David Corinsweat, but I am very aware of uh, Rachel Brosnahan's uh, like I've watched uh, the first season and a half of A Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, where she's the title character and has won Emmys for it. I have seen her in um, House of Cards. I think that was her big breakout role. Oh. And I, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, and I think I've seen her in um, a movie that I can't remember right now. But uh, yeah, so like, uh, nonetheless, I have been a big fan of her. Uh, I wouldn't say a big fan. I've been a growing fan of her. She is a phenomenal actress, and given her behavior and personality that she depicts in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she is without a doubt uh, like she was my first choice out of all the people that were uh, being considered. She was my first choice and hope to be Lois Lane. She will knock this out of the park, especially with Gunn both writing and directing this. Like I have no fears. In terms of David Corin Sweat, personally. Aside from him looking like a young Henry Cavill-ish individual, I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about his uh, his uh, like acting background. I know he was in a movie called uh, the Holly uh, uh, Hollywood. Oh no, no, sorry, uh, a TV series called Hollywood. I didn't get to see it, but I heard that him and um, one other actor were standout actors. But I haven't seen it myself, so I personally don't know. Nonetheless, I'm willing to give him a try because <clears throat> the other. Two actors uh, that were up. I look. I, I didn't know one of them, and the other one was Nicholas Holt, who I like, and he has range. But I feel he probably has a better look of a Superman slash Clark Kent. Anyway, so those are my thoughts, initial thoughts on it. I want to hear what my bros think. So T, let's start with you, man. Do you have any thoughts about this casting? Uh, no, I don't. I know nothing about either of these people. Uh, I'll say that the dude looks the part. I mean, he kind of resembles, um, he kind of, he kind of looks like Tom Wellen a little bit, mm-hmm. which I mean, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like he, he like he's at, at, like at first glance, I, I actually was like, wait, is, are they related? But then I saw the name and I'm like, yeah, probably not. So, uh, I mean, he looks the part, but I don't, I'm not familiar with his body of work, so I can't really say in regards to his acting, if he can actually pull off the role of Superman, but he at least looks the part. Uh, as for the the girl, I I don't even think I've seen this this chick in my life, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about her. I, I don't know what she's been in. Um, well, I mean, you mentioned it, but other than that, I'm not familiar with her body of work either. So yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, when a trailer comes out, if they can actually pull off the role, I trust in James Gunn. I, I, you know, he's he's been pretty, he's done a pretty solid job in terms of casting his for his um, his movies. So I trust that he's made the right decision and that he saw something in both of these individuals that is going to bring something new and refreshing and something that we all learn to love and enjoy. So yeah, I guess for me, I'm just going to reserve judgment until I see a trailer or I hear more about it until then. Yeah. I don't really know. Doris. Um, so one, I've seen her in house of cards. I had to look it up while you were mentioning that. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't really remember. So, uh, she, yeah, she had a great role in that and she, she, she really delivered. Um, and 
I don't know anything about him, um, but uh, James Gunn has does a great job of finding people that are either lesser known is a better way to put it, lesser known yeah. or, or almost unknown, and then also mixing them in with someone who's very well known at the same time, yeah. and um, and yet yeah, making something amazing, um, right? Like he fundamentally, I, I'm gonna say catapulted. Um, Chris Pratt's career, right? Like Chris Pratt was known, and <clears throat> after Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt became a mega star because of uh, that delivery through James Gunn, knowing how to have a character and have a person and have these two things match and how to write them together and isn't just like hey who's got a big name and like let's just pick this person because it's gonna sell. Like he 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 took a relatively like. Um, let's say unknown cast and all the biggest hitters except for Zoe Zaldana, um, who the rest of them they are not even utilized as front runners. Like Bradley Cooper, huge. Vin Diesel, huge. Both animated, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? And then you 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 put in uh, our guy Drax here, who's like at the at the time people consider can he act? Right, but that goes to your point. That goes to your point about like James Gunn finding people. Exactly right. Like the people who front run it, front run from a visual perspective, Mm -hmm. are the people that he he just knows how to how to how to bring together. So when I see that, I know she does good work, and he looks like a guy who feels like it could be right for the part especially if like uh i'm not i'm not saying we need to everyone needs to beef up like it was in in, in zach Snyder's thing but right. I, I, but right. i'm assuming he'll 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 work out some level like say he's like at tyler hoshland level uh of fitness yeah. right like he, i think he's gonna look very strong uh especially he's got the strong jaw now one thing interesting i i, I was looking up while you were talking about this i was trying to look her up and i was clicking around imdb and i and i came across superman legacy and saw that like yeah they're they're listed there I noticed that she's first, which tells me that's something interesting towards the story, because it's like Superman Legacy and Lois Lane is the number one build cast member so far on the list. So does that mean that we're going to be hearing more about Superman from Lois's perspective and less from actually like I'm not saying we don't see Superman, but is it like a historical thing like he's passed on or is it just uh, a completely different way of telling a story. Is it just like it's about Superman maybe before they get together and it's from her perspective as a journalist about Superman, less about actually like, like seeing it from Superman's perspective? Just, just just something that kind of popped in my brain, just seeing that she was above him. And I was like, oh, that could, that could be a very different... That could be hinting at something that's different than what we expect. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see the fact that like she is significantly more known and also has a lot more accolades than he does. Yeah, but it's but, Superman. But like, but, like you, you expect him to be the number one character, <laughs> like the number one on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would be interesting if they took it from her perspective, because then that can lead into kind of the things that we were hoping for. Because it's like seeing him as she can. She's like talking about Superman and writing about him. And so we're seeing Superman from that perspective, but she's interacting and getting to know Clark. And that's like the part that we're seeing the most. That would be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be really I, interesting. Go on. I think um, to your point, Darcy, I, it could go one of uh, both ways that we just mentioned. Uh, I know in Batman 89, Jack Nicholson was first bill, even though Batman yep. 
was a Mike. It, it's supposed to be Michael Keaton the, being the front runner because he's Batman. He's the main guy. But Jack Nicholson was uh, first billing on the credits. But also, I like the I, the notion of the story taking place from the perspective of Lois Lane, maybe writing about uh, about Superman because when you hear a Superman legacy or like title character legacy, you know, you as the title character, you're not going to talk about your own legacy. Someone else is going to be reflecting on that and saying, yeah, he left a legacy. He was a legend, uh, X, Y, and Z kind of thing. So I would like it actually, if it was from the perspective of, of Lois and how she interpreted the, the effect that he left on the world. Yeah. Which does kind of go into uh, like the story of uh, Grant Morrison's All Star Superman. It, it it is like the spoiler warning. Uh, I mean, wait, no, that, that that comic came out in like two thousand and something. Uh, so like um, the the book ends with Superman going into the sun and living in the sun, and so. And since James Gunn has openly stated that he has read and is using Grant Morrison, like he loves Grant Morrison's work. I find Grant Morrison to be a hit or miss, but nonetheless, like he he is a competent writer. It's just that sometimes his stories go in a weird fashion for me. But if Gunn is going to be using All Star Superman or uh, Grant Morrison's runs of uh, comic books as a guiding post, then it would make sense towards what both of you are saying. Yeah, like I had that theory in a. Uh prior podcast don't know how many episodes ago but you feel free to listen historically until you find it um but um the my theory was that um because it was called legacy and because of some of the way the stories are how we're going into after or just before superman uh we had that like animated one about all of the it's like the not so good version of the justice league (laughs) I, I forget what they're called the uh, ju- the like the opposite universe one no it's um inside of not not like injustice or like a flipped universe inside <laughs> the the st- the the roadmap that james gunn laid out there's um the something there 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 are a group of people that like take on their own form of justice but they're not really like doing it oh the, like. the the elites no, it's not the elites. Uh, I forget what's on the roadmap, but it's one of the. It's an animated one that comes out first in the DCU before we actually get to a live oh, action. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was misconstruing what you were saying. Um, oh yeah, sorry, my mind went just blank. Yeah, it starts um, with like an A, but it's not anarchy. And that's all that keeps running through my head. That's why I'm stuck. Oh my god! Um, but the fact that we, we're going to talk about uh, superheroes or heroes, maybe not super, but heroes that are doing things that are bad and brutal and then we're gonna have a story later on where we're gonna have like supergirl on her own kind of like figuring things out maybe on a different planet i don't know something the authority right yeah yeah the authority yeah i think it's the authority um the 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 point being is that something about the way he laid out the roadmap made me feel like it we're gonna start this universe with Superman not being there for a reason, whether he passes on or he leaves. And it's the vacuum of lacking of Superman that is going to be the whole first chapter of this universe. It's like what happens when you had a God that can protect you and the God is no longer there and we start with the shadow of his legacy. 
like the talking of his legacy and then the effect of it not being there anymore. And to me, that was like a very interesting idea of how to start a universe because instead of building up to a big thing, you start from a big thing and just stop it. And then all of a sudden you're just thrown into what happens. And that really intrigues me. And this, this is keep hinting in that direction. And I really want to see it kind of play out this way. Yeah. Uh, I think the animated show that you were talking about was Creatures and Creature Commandos. Oh, the, yeah. It was the Creature Commando show. But yeah. there was the Authority was the Authority thing. Authority is the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a movie. But yeah, that, that whole that whole point of like, why do we have a, 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 like a, a bad Justice League before we have any of the Justice League characters? Oh, maybe it's because Superman's not there right. and yeah. they have to step in from their perspective. But they but they, they, are, they are on the same worlds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and also the fact that the first chapter of the DCU is called Gods and Monsters kind of plays up to the fact that like the gods, a.k.a. Superman and potentially Wonder Woman, are not in the picture. So that means the monsters have to take over. Yeah, or the... They have to, and they will anyways, right? Yeah. So, like, the goods and the bad monsters. T, were you going to say something, man? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. The way you position I'm like, ooh, he, he got, he's got a point. <laughs> he's like, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we move on, just uh, uh, to our audience members, uh, please feel free to, like, write in the comments what you think. Uh, of this uh, casting for uh, Superman Lois for the upcoming DCU, though the first, sorry, the first D- official DCU James Gunn uh, uh, film, Superman Legacy, that comes out, I think, in 2025. <laughs> but the filming is going to start in like 2024, and then uh, the movie should hopefully come out in 2025. We'll see about the writer strike in that time. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next topic, uh, Jonathan Majors has uh jumped back into uh the news cycle twice in as many days uh one in a positive sense and then another in a back into let's like let's restart the whole thing so uh the the first bit of news came out was that uh Jonathan Majors was uh pursuing uh his case and wanting to take it to trial. I'm paraphrasing, so uh, Darcy Tactics, if <laughs> please feel free to like uh, like cover the areas that I'm that I'm skipping. Mm-hmm. He's uh, pushing to go to trial, uh, mostly because and there is lots of lots of evidence uh, uh, proving that he was not the aggressor in in that particular incident and was actually wrongfully arrested, and that his uh, girlfriend or ex girlfriend now uh, was actually lying or or was actually more the aggressor so added detail in what they hmm. had there was that um he that she was coached by the new york police as to give the like the testimony that he had uh, 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 abused her that they couldn't believe that he owned the apartment that he had and and couldn't explain why she was there so they like coached her into um basically building up those charges so um yeah so that was the first bit of news uh and then that was followed uh today with several uh articles on a on a rolling stone article that was published where the rolling stone has gone deep diving uh now again the information that from what i've been reading and what i've been trying to find the information from the rolling stones article seems to be essentially all hearsay so these are alleged uh, more alleged 
issues uh, or potential things for Jonathan Majors. The Rolling Stones have been saying that uh, two previous, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I breathed wrong. <coughs> yeah, you good? I still want to take over. Still want to take over. I don't know where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll wait. Darcy, you're on mute. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was I was talking talking on mute here. How long have I been on mute? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know Question some. Is how long of... is Umar gonna die? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that earlier statement of uh, when we were live uh, was foreshadowing. Um... <laughs> Brave, he's over here choking on mute. <laughs> come back to a CNN. Come back. <laughs> now he's gonna choke on water. My bad. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> all right he's back thank you for that uh <coughs> all right so um yeah so <laughs> why were you guys making me laugh and drink and like making me laugh while i was drinking too <coughs> so uh the allegations uh in the article of uh the rolling stones say that they uh spoke to previous uh, people that were in relationships with Jonathan Majors and said that he was uh, either physically uh, abusive or uh, uh, or emotionally abusive. Uh, and then apparently they also spoke to several members of uh, other sets that he was uh, a part of, saying that he was very intense, uh, very confrontational, uh, and also was not abusive, but uh, was intimidating and potentially scary. Now, uh, my two cents on these uh, on this article and its uh, allegations uh, are that the set stuff uh, could either mean several things. It could be that some people were jealous. It could mean everything they said were true. It could mean that white people scared of a black talented individual. Um, and also there was a defense uh saying that he's a method actor who was in 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 the role when he was on set to be fair no one has spoken to the no one has like gone uh, allegations of other actors doing the same i think the first that comes to mind is jared leto uh and like he's still making movies so Christian like bale. yeah Christian Bale, yeah, uh, that the, he there's literal video evidence of that, and that didn't really harm his career at all, much. So, the sad stuff, I will say that, again, I don't know anything, but based off of these uh, allegations that where it's coming from, uh, doesn't sound. It sounds like there's kind of like an attempt to paint him, paint Jonathan Majors in a negative uh, image. However, there could be truth to this. With the previous relationships, I will say that since they're not willing to come forward, I can't really comment on that because for all we know, these people are too scared to, or these people just don't want to put their names up on stuff that they're saying. Nonetheless, it just sounds like this is just, nothing is corroborated and these new allegations don't really seem to be very strong in my opinion. At present, this is not to say that I'm exonerating him of all these things. It's just that, okay, uh, this just sounds like other acting 
uh, behaviors that we've we have seen in in the past. So that's my take on this current development on the Jonathan Major stuff. I'm gonna pass it to uh, my bros, Darcy. Let's start with you this time. What what are your thoughts on everything uh, I have laid out, or also things that you have also learned uh, about the Jonathan Major uh, stuff? Can't say I've learned much more than you. Um, most because I am, I just try not to be paying attention too much of this stuff. Um, I hear that. But um, I mean, from the current trial, it's unfortunate that he would have to go through um, this much targeting from the police. And is that the... uh, Megan Good? Yeah, he's dating Megan Good now. Yeah, she went with him to, to the court. I didn't know that. That was different. You didn't know that. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I she mean, looks good. She's always looked good, man. Yeah. There <laughs> Her last never... name is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, you was born with last name good. <laughs> You're probably good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, it's, it's unfortunate that... that you know, he's being targeted. Um, is it a surprise that the New York police would try and coerce somebody to uh, basically plant and fake evidence against a black man who has a rich apartment that they didn't recognize? Um, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, like, just watch a New York crime drama show. You'll probably find something. Um, but uh, really unfortunate that uh, his ex-girlfriend went along with it. Seems like she had uh, desires to achieve things from that situation, considering you know she one of those pieces of, of evidence was um, you know her going to the club right afterwards. That's always you know and seeming seemingly fine. Uh, these new allegations, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's just it's just unfortunate. Like if it's like there's like kind of like three paths I see with these new allegations. One path is um, he isn't a great individual and has done bad things. Yeah. Two is his method acting is very difficult and people want to take advantage of this situation and use his, um, his methods um, and maybe they are really bad but uh, use it as a means to, to get something but they probably knew he was acting a role and that he was going to be a very difficult person to be around during that period of time so they probably were aware to some degree um or three people are just out here trying to try and tear a man sorry tear a man down and yeah. um you know i need evidence because uh I'm, I'm not for uh how to put this um standing in a group full of people casting stones at a person when i know nothing about them so yeah let, let, let's see if they're going to take it to court, and if they're not going to take it to court, no one's going to prove nothing, then you're just talking right now. T? Wait, so that report about his ex-girlfriend getting arrested and all the accusations being falsified, that that, that wasn't accurate? or? Oh, sorry. Well, I didn't quite understand what you were asking. So the... As far as I know, the the reports are are have stated that the ex girlfriend corroborated the entire, all the all of the accusations. They they were basically false against um, Jonathan Majors, and she actually got arrested for the for those accusations. 
Yeah, she's been, arre- she been arrested today. That's, some, yeah. uh, that that's I didn't latest. know. Okay, yeah, so that's I didn't know that. Yeah, so because they, uh, Jonathan Majors and his lawyer actually had all of the, all this evidence, like all the video footage and everything. And like, he also had um, an alibi. Um, I think it was their dri- the, the driver, an Uber driver or something like that to basically corroborate all the, his story that basically exonerated him of any of the accusations that she came up with. And basically it turned against her. And now she's since been arrested, um, not for that situation, per se but more so um assault or assault. like she's been arrested for assault charges or something like that yeah yeah to, uh, for him yeah for him yeah yeah it's, and it's been going on wow. it's been going on for 10 years apparently wait she's been assaulting him for 10 years for 10 years yeah that's that's the that's the latest i've heard so far wow i have i have not heard of the latest then yeah so that's interesting so that's the thing. So for me, when this story first broke, I, when it, when it comes to these kind of things, especially with like the way social media is now and everything can be easily fabricated, I, I always like to reserve judgment until I get all the facts. So a lot of people yeah. I noticed that are very quick to like put a person under the bus, especially if it's a person of color. And I, and on top of this, with, with the whole Jonathan Majors thing, this doesn't look good because you have a man being accused of assault against a woman. Not only is it a, a woman, but a white woman. So black man assaulting a white woman, that does not look good in headlines. That does not look good, period. But in headlines, they will castrate you for that shit. So right away everyone i've seen all these videos of like oh yeah i knew jonathan majors was an asshole and then you have all these other people saying yeah he you know i i always got a bad energy from him on set and blah 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 and it's just like it's so easy to put a person under the bus when the whole world is already dragging them through the mud right and i think that was unfairly done because we as outsiders looking in we didn't have all the facts we just heard a story and it was one of the, one of those uh, one of those those TikTokers that uh, you you guys um, watch sometimes. Not not the goofy guy, but there's another black guy that you guys watched. Um, I know exactly who you mean, bro. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you not Straw Hat Goofy. You mean King Lion? That's, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't mean to call him Goofy, but that's part of his name. His, his name is Straw Hat Goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like yeah, I hear you, but King 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 Lion makes me laugh. But at the same time, he he, he definitely is a no, character no, I, that I'm just like. No, I don't. Well, I, I, was it him or it was someone else? I can't remember. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. What he was saying, Sorry. I really agree. I agree with his his point of view where he said that. Yeah, should we take um, stories of accusation against, uh, especially against women, seriously? Yes, but. Should we be so quick to judge without getting any of the facts? No, we need we need those hardcore facts because like there have been cases before in in the past where women will make false accusations to mm-hmm. get some kind of monetary gain, and they capitalize on the fact that they're they're women and they they're in a position oftentimes of power because they know that a lot of the times the opinion is going to lean in their favor. And that's unfortunate because now when a woman actually is being accused uh, or sorry, not accused of being assaulted and she comes forward, there's now going to be more scrutiny because now people aren't going to take it as serious because you have women over here abusing the system because 
they're women and they can get away with it. So it it paints women in a bad light when when women like this girl do does shit like this. And you know, it's also unfortunate how the public can be so easily swayed. So this was a little bit upsetting for me um to see this and yeah i i mean it it's it's unfortunate because he lost a lot and i'm just hoping that like after all of this blows over like one the like he's given a public apology and two that he's able to you know continue carry on with his career and it doesn't uh taint his career in any way because again this this got dragged dragged out far too long and you know it ended up working in his favor but at the cost of you know potentially losing his career and like being judged and yeah it's just it's a bad look so yeah uh i have just two things to respond first of in terms of his career i would say that uh mm -hmm. since marvel hasn't announced that they're getting rid of him as kang it's very likely he uh might be okay uh, not, not that, but he, he he lost a couple of endorsements, though. No, no, I don't. I, I understand that. So he, you, you are correct. He has lost stuff, but I, but I believe that since he hasn't lost that, like if he mm. lost, uh, like I will say this: yes, he's lost his endorsements and all that. But if he lost his entire MCU future, yo, uh -huh. he could sue big time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, though. Like, oh. so let's 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 assume, or, um, like, what do we think it's gonna be, um, going forward from this moment? If you know everything turns out on the positive for him, right? Um, and on the idea that like Marvel maybe knew the whole time, like he, what the evidence he had, and they're like, okay, we're just gonna sit. We're just gonna sit and wait. We're gonna sit quietly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're gonna sit mm -hmm. quietly and let this play out because like we're not gonna make no announcements because we've seen our lawyers have talked to your lawyers. We got a sense. We we can, can tell where this is probably going, and so we'll, we'll we'll hold out. And then we got some companies that are like quick to jump ship. Like, what do yeah. we think is gonna be the the play out after this? If you know, we've already seen that like charges going this way. It seems like it's going positively in his favor. That you know he isn't the aggressor. He's the victim. Um, and so you know how how we think it's gonna play out in terms of like Marvel and other people afterwards. I, I see foresee a silent. Go on, go on, go on. No, I was just gonna say. Sorry. Um, I foresee there being some delays in in their lineup. I mean, there's already delays due to the writer strike, but I feel like they're probably not gonna rush the whole Kang Dynasty, um, and all the other movies that are going to involve him right away. They're gonna probably have to do some rearranging here and there and um, put things off until all of this kind of blows over. Because again, a lot of people who aren't really up to date on the latest news regarding this trial. Or these accusations, they they're probably still under the impression that you know, this this motherfucker is guilty, and yeah, it's a black guy who assaulted a white woman. That, regardless of how, whether he's guilty, innocent, it like that headline alone is very damaging, and and he can technically sue for defamation of character, can he not? Well, no, she's open to a lot of liabilities like this. Also, so is the like if he wanted to and was committed to he could also make a suit towards the city of new york uh regarding the the police uh, handling of the situation well yeah so um, there you go so i, I, I hope I, he I does do that <laughs> yeah because yeah. this this is crippling uh i will say that uh my thoughts uh are that um 
he, th there's going to be a like a quiet reconnection with him uh, in terms of all the endorsements. They're not going to make big uh, shows to say that they're doing it. They're just going to be like, hey, you know, uh, we're gonna, we're going to sign with you after a couple of years uh, if he's like if things continue, especially with the Kang stuff and people start forgetting. Uh, just uh, going back a little bit to uh, what, like, the second point that I had about what you were saying, uh, tactics, is that um, regarding this woman uh, and her, so far it's seeming like very, very clear that she has made up stuff and uh, how this is going to have a negative effect. It, it, it's actually really true because uh, already the the statistics, both legally and also sociologically, uh, dealing with women who falsely accuse they represent less than one percent of the population so essentially let's let's round it out to one percent that means 99 percent of women are at, who are actually being abused are either keeping silent or are as you say being scrutinized as because mm -hmm. the one percent are mm -hmm. getting the most uh media attention mm-hmm like this one woman, and there have been we we know like there have been many times uh, this has happened. This one woman is doing more harm, just like you're saying, because she's part of the one percent who is, as as it's appearing, falsely accusing, and that mm. means all the ninety nine percent have now an even more recent example, and so therefore are even more inclined to stay quiet. So yeah, like there, it's like all like. In the cases of all the men who've been falsely accused, it's really terrible for them. And also, it's once again another one to two steps back, at least for the for the foreseeable like future, for women who want to come forward uh, or are like, debating coming forward of their own uh, assaults. Mm -hmm. Another point that I um, I actually wanted to make, um, I was a little apprehensive to actually say this on air, and I kind of alluded to this in the in our WhatsApp group, but. I've also kind of like within the black community in terms of some of the um, the comment sections that I've seen in a lot of these videos regarding this case is that, you know, he's already getting scrutinized for dating a dating a white woman. And now because of this whole situation, a lot of the black community, like I don't want to generalize, but some of the black people in the black community are you know, casting crude judgment on him for his preference or his choices in dating this this white woman and now saying, yeah, like if you had dated a black girl, this would have never happened. And, you know, saying all these kind of like racial things and 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 whatnot. So kind of like I he think, deserved it. Yeah, in, in a way where it's like you you should have expect you should have expected this to happen because at the end of the day, like like white people don't have our best interests at heart and they they act like they you know they love us and then when the chips are down they prey on your vulnerability and blah 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 all that stuff um yeah like an ally when it's easy but not when yeah, it's not yeah right. and so because of this i feel like he's going to lose out on a lot he's going to lose a lot of respect within the black community because of this even and like i can even go as far as saying like anticipating that people are probably going to say that him dating Megan good now is just simply a PR move to save his reputation where it's like, Oh, the, he, the black man's finally like, 
he's finally woken up and he's got, come back to our side kind of thing. Because this is the conversation that we often hear a lot of the times. And I brought this up off air in regards to um, member Umar. We were talking about this regarding the um, across the Spider Verse, where yeah, um, with this uh, versus the Spider Gwen and uh, and also the Miles and Ma- situation and, Miles, and, and how yeah, the public how the public has been reacting to it. Yeah, yeah, and their whole relationship and 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 whatnot, and how Miles is you know swooning over over Gwen, who is Caucasian. So, yeah, it, you also it, made a it, you made a good point about how like uh, the focus is on Gwen specifically and not about Gwen like screwing over Miles, but not Peter. Yeah, I mean she's been scrutinized for you know not being loyal to to miles in that situation but keeping in mind that peter parker of that universe also w- was on was on the same side as gwen and yet you miguel. don't hear anyone yeah on the same side as miguel but you don't hear anyone like sending any kate to in his direction so i just never understood that but it, anyway I think, that's I think, for i think it's also because of uh why people might emphasize that because of the relationship right because even though they're not they're not a couple there's a just mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a a romantic connection that they're trying to establish, and mm-hmm. I think that's what fuels that for people a lot more. But he, Miles technically no knew, yeah, Peter, yeah, Peter longer. Peter he has a, yeah. he has he has a stronger bond, you arguably because of the fact that Peter was his mentor, right, and taught him how to do this shit, like taught him how to be Spider Man. So yep. yes, there 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 is a romantic connection between him and Gwen, but it's like he knew her for like what, like, like less than a day. Yeah, yeah. Two. You know, the heat, the heat yeah. should be equal. I just think that's what fuels yeah. people's yeah. aggression is like the the romantic connection going back to the statements that you're saying about like yes. you know interracial, uh, yeah, inter interracial uh, relationships always mm-hmm. causing more turmoil than than interracial friendships, right? Yeah. It's like it's like it's yeah. it's all cool to be friends with them, just don't sleep with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like yeah. So going back to to my point, I. I I can foresee him losing out on the black community in terms of the respect there, which is unfortunate, but um, this whole situation is painted, it basically painted him in a bad light, regardless uh, of the fact that he is potentially innocent. Like he's still going to lose respect from the black community by the, by the sounds of it based off of some of the comments that I've been reading. So it's unfortunate. A, par- a portion of it for sure i mean i think there's other people who feel differently but yeah it's yeah be, sorry yeah it's, again i don't want to generalize i, I don't mean like all black yeah, people but of you, course, yeah right? but you you stated that like there's a uh there's a vote the strong vocal uh yes. group yeah i don't necessarily side with that i mean like hey love who you love regardless right but you know not everyone sees it that way so yeah Yo, the, the Geeky Bros got deep. <laughs> it happens sometimes. We're only on the topic two. <laughs> <laughs> on that point, moving on to our next topic, which is something I'm very happy about, and my bros potentially not so much. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Am I though? No, but, yeah, no, no. So, yeah, uh, that's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, our next topic is the release of the Dune trailer that came out uh, yesterday. So, oh, Dune shit, Part Two. 
<laughs> T. T, I, I'm gonna go to Darcy first. So like you got to, you got three minutes. You got four minutes. Right. <laughs> so gotta watch this motherfucking trailer, yo. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so uh, Dune Part Two, uh, the trailer, uh, the second trailer, the full length trailer was released yesterday. Now we got a teaser trailer a couple of months, like a month or, uh, or a month or two back, but the full length, like I mean, full length trailer. Uh, was released yesterday. I'm gonna go start first because I'm gonna give T a little bit extra time. So for me, <laughs> this guy just <laughs> drop, he just drops right off. <laughs> Tax will be back with us after he's had a chance to watch the Dune Two trailer. <laughs> yes, without, without me like uh, like uh, speaking uh, outward. So um, personally, I am excited for this movie. I didn't need this trailer to get excited, but I am. Uh, as someone who has read the books uh, and is currently rereading it, and also saw uh, the other iterations, I am very pleased uh, with what I see. I'm hopeful that some of the mild criticism I had about the first film, uh, and I'll get to that once uh, we talk with Darcy and Tactics, uh, my mild criticisms from the first film are hopefully taken care of in this in this film um nonetheless the action looks like it will be exactly what denis Villeneuve has even stated it's going to be an action war sci-fi action war movie and i'm just like yeah like that's what i want to see um i keep forgetting how stacked this cast is and it was very nice to see Christopher Walken uh, appearance as Shaddam the Fourth, the Emperor of the uh, Landsrath. Landsrath, sorry. Uh, and so I am very excited for this to come out. I'm going to probably stop seeing any other trailers or TV spots that come out from this point on because, as it is, I saw a lot. And while I'm happy with it, I don't want to see much more because I actually want to be. I want to really enjoy it. But nonetheless, I'm very excited. I'm. Not wanting to give spoilers because my bros haven't read the books. Um, I'm just really excited with what I see. So, uh, Darce, I'm going to pass it to you because you're the only other person here right now. Uh, <laughs> so, unlike you, I absolutely need this trilogy to get hyped for this movie. And I know you just said, uh, I don't, I, I don't want, I read the book, so I don't want to give spoilers. Motherfucker, better, you better start spoiling stuff because I still don't understand what happened in the first film. <laughs> okay? Literally, the, the mo- the, there are like literally two things, three things I remember from the first film, okay? This is what I remember. The, the, the people didn't have water and the guy gave water as a sign of respect but they thought he was when he spit he thought it was he, he, it was a, a, an insult oh right right and right. then the one guy snuck in and killed everybody at one point and then the dude at the end uh fought for the respect to try to be with the woman and it was a big worm this is what i remember from the story because it is all right how to put this dune is like the complete opposite end of the pendulum of the Fast and Furious franchise, okay? <laughs> Fast and Furious is dumb with visual spectacle. 
<laughs> this thing is trying to be so intelligent with visual spectacle and it's trying to rush through all the information that I don't know what's going on. They, like I saw this, this video recently saying like this guy took his friends to see the flash and the movie was constructed in such a way that if you don't know anything about who Superman and Batman is, like one of his friends literally was like, I hope Spider-Man shows up in the flash. So like that's the level of superhero knowledge oh, this person okay. has. <laughs> um, and you go see the flash. If you have not, you don't know anything about the story. You're completely confused because they don't explain anything. When I went to Dune, that's how I felt. I felt like all the explanations was like, okay, I'm starting, I'm starting to get this, and we're on to these other people. Okay, I'm starting to understand, and we're on to these other people. Like, I don't get a chance to understand the world at all. I just feel like I'm being thrown from place to place really quickly. It's beautiful. There's some cool moments. So when I go watch this, I'm watching it like I'm watching Fast X, okay? I'm here for the fights. I'm here for the visuals. I don't know what the hell is going on, and I'm just going to walk out like, yeah, that shit look cool. That's it. I, so, so I'm if down you wanna, watching if you, this in... I'm if, down for watching this at 4DX with you guys. Uh, absolutely. That's that's probably the best way. Let's absolutely do that. Because honestly, bro, you, you are going to need, like, you'd be like, ah, I don't want to spoil anything. Motherfucker, spoil the storyline from the first film because I still haven't received it. Okay? I watched the film and I don't know what happened. So I'm like, please, please. I'm so glad I didn't ask you guys this question before the. My, my motherfucking Cole's note nigga up in here seeing this shit so I know what happened. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I still need to know. Okay. All right, I'm gonna, I am going to come back to this, and I will. I will attest to this. But before that happens, T, I, I got to hear what were your reactions to watching this trailer? I don't even know if I watched the same movie as Darcy. This guy's talking about water and like a, a like a giant worm. I'm like, when did that happen? I don't remember none of that shit. I like, I, like, I'm like. I'm glad you never asked me to, or anyone's ever asked me to explain Dune because I'm with Darcy. I have no idea what the fuck I watched in the first movie. I'm like, I'm, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all I see is just desert. This, this, that movie was as dry <laughs> as the scenery. <laughs> like, I'm like waiting for some like action to happen. And I'm like, damn, this movie is dry. Like, like legit, it is. It is dry as this desert that I'm looking breathe. at right now. Like, <laughs> okay, hold, 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 on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you think of the trailer you just saw, though? Oh, it, it, it's it's even more dry. Like it's just it, all I'm seeing is just just dry ass sand and desert and sand and just you know people with sand on their clothes and just dry, bro. It's just didn't it's didn't just you dry. see like explosions and killing and all that shit? Yeah, and then sand in the explosions, like it's just dry. It's just dry, bro. I, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be going in and like they're just gonna show me the exact same cut of the first movie. You know, like, you know it's you gonna you know it's gonna happen. I, pro I probably won't even notice, to be honest. I'll be like, oh, this is like this is this is the second movie. Nah, this is the first one. We just we're just tricking you right now. So you know you know what I look forward to when we go watch in 40X is like we come out and the taxi just got sand on him. And he's like, how did that happen? <laughs> he's just like, why is this only on me? And we're all just like, mm -hmm. 
All right. Oh, so, all right. So, um, okay. I, all right. So, I will admit the first movie was so focused on uh, the the visual aspect, the aesthetic, and also introducing the characters as they are that they kind of didn't really talk about some very important key points. Like, like now, like to be story? fair. I, <laughs> no, the story was there. The background of the story is also very okay. important. It's hey, like can you, it's like can you okay. Can you give us the cliff notes of like yes. what happens in the first movie? Just okay as a recap. So, so what happens is it's talking about Paul Atreides, who is uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's the the main person you're seeing. He's basically the son of a duke of this house of Atreides. Each house, great house owns a planet in a solar system. Each of those planets make up the basically the Empire or the Imperium. And the Emperor of the Imperium is Christopher Walken. So <laughs> Christopher I, Walken... I am already bored. <laughs> you, Darcy, you liked the first movie. Yeah. I have it on video. For, for, <laughs> for, for, I enjoyed it, but I don't remember. See, I, right now, so this is totally random, but for my One Piece fans out here... I know what it feels like to be Luffy. So when people explain stories, the guy falls asleep like immediately. And I'm just over here like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Fine. The things that were kind of missing were the fact bro, of you lost spice. Me, you lost me at Atreides, bro. Spice. Spice. You guys with me? You you with me? Spice. Oh, oh, is this like Star spice. Wars where they trade, they trade uh, drugs? Spice? More like uh, that was actually stolen from this movie. All right, cool. We know whatever. Yeah, tip, tip yeah. Tip. But it's different because like the that is like an actual narcotic. The spice in this one, uh, kind of runs the entire civilization. Like cayenne pepper? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, so if it helps you think of it that way, sure. Uh, but yeah. spice basically what it latch onto. All right, so. spice allows. Spice, navigators desert this they, they, they feel like they pulled something from from our world you know what i'm saying yeah the spice comes from the desert and so people harvest the dever, desert for the spice and kill the desert people for it okay which is okay. uh Ch- cheney and javier bardem so oh, sorry zendaya so and they, Javier. so they need the spice what, what are they yes they are need they, they need or, all the spice they, what do they what do they need the spice for the spice prolongs it? life it enhances mental capabilities to like borderline reading people and also moving oh. fast. So it is oh, yeah. a drug. That, that's K- that's it, cayenne it, pepper for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you sweat. This makes you sweat. But also, it makes humans able to do like, like super compu- basically become supercomputers and also figure out how to move faster than light. So basically, since everyone is moving, living on planets and like going to other planets and also like taking over other planets, without the spice, nothing happens. Like literally, so civilization all... will end. So this was all in the first movie. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. So that's why I was like, I think this is kind of a very important thing for them to leave out because all they said was the spice is used for interstellar traveler travel and extending lives. I was like. It does a lot more than that, and it kind of is deeply necessarily like for the one thing for them to like kind of like gloss over is kind of the most important aspect of the entire film. 
So I was like, okay, I hope that everyone else got gets what that means. And no one else did. I had to explain it to all my friends who didn't read the books. The second thing they didn't really talk that much about was the politics is actually very important. And they kind of glossed over that too. Now, I know you guys aren't into the politics. So yeah, like, I'm not going to I'm even... fine with that. I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, pol- the politics is also including the armies. And the armies thing is what you're going to find interesting because T, the few things you said you did like uh, were like all the like like the battles, but you thought that the battles would actually get more intricate and also like be like when he's like moving and like you know stabbing people like left, right, and center. That is because of spice, and it's because it's a special martial arts you gain from spice called the weirding way. It makes you move faster than people can react to. It's like giving you mm. super speed with cayenne pepper. Mm, okay, that helps. So, so it's it, it it's a movie about white people fighting for seasoning. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed to uh, because uh, hey, this the, sounds exactly like when they it, 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 when you know the people of certain countries in this world went after like India and the Caribbean. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was the whole point of the movie is to show that when we have a messiah or someone that we want to martyr ourselves for they're not actually good people and they're just as bad as colonials like that's kind of the whole point like paul is someone who can see the future he's been bred against like the politics was meant to breed him for a specific purpose and he didn't his family didn't even know that this was happening and the whole reason he's born and has these powers is because his mother made a conscious choice because she can actually control what the sex of her child is and instead of having a girl she chose to have a boy and that basically undid everything and basically he has become the chosen one because she made that choice and now he is beginning to see the future which is what kind of is his specialness and in the trailer they allude to the fact that he's afraid of what what that means because the planet he's on they have made it so that the religion would identify him like it's not like uh, um legends and mythology that's based on fact it's purposely indoctrinized propaganda over generations to make him and his mom the chosen one and so he's deciding in the trailer like i shouldn't be this even though this will help me survive like i can i can use this to become the messiah but like he uh, he even says in the trailer that's not hope because they're like we're giving them hope and he's like that's not hope it's because he is actually manipulating the legends purposely meant to give him power to avenge the death of his family hmm. Hmm. so that's mother on left and that's nope. the oh okay see how that... much i remember by the way is that the no end no of the... Uh, these, these two the uh, the two people are new characters from this movie the ones on either side just, so, just, a, just quick, quick, quick question. Yeah. Curiosity, uh, is that the engineer from Prometheus? Are we continuing that storyline? And will aliens show up in this film? No, <laughs> and no. No, <laughs> I do looks see. Like him. A hundred percent does look like him, and like he's so, like the one on the right is supposed to be the most one of the most attractive men in in like the the elites right now, and I'm just like, he 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 look a little uh, look a little different. Everyone got different kinds of beauty standards, okay? This, 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 it's this, space. This, yeah, this, this is like 
most beautiful person, Bleach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's taking Bleach Blondes to a whole new level. Yeah, but, make, uh, make an old Eminem Slim Shay look, yeah. look like, look like GQ. So uh, the, oh, well, you took it out. So her, that's Florence Pugh, she's the princess uh, of the emperor who, in the first movie, set up his father to die. And the other guy is basically the other nephew of Peter Skarsgård, the fat guy who was like floating, if you guys remember that at all, um, nope. who killed his father. Kind of. Okay. Oh, the really, really disgusting fat guy. Yeah. That, 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 uh, like, this looked like the engineer. Like, why is this someone's, like, beauty standard? Like, 100%. You know that's Elvis, right? Mm hmm. Oh, the guy from Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, this. Man, this this guy make albinos look tanned. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is on a planet that they have no vegetation and are completely industrialized now. And they don't have a sun. Uh, they may have used that up too. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This was a, this was a unique choice. Like, he's basically the younger bro- oh, sorry, the younger brother of Dave Batista. Yeah, I'm. I'm just more interested to like go to these plants and just, like stop and just ask questions about their geology. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how did this happen? <laughs> like, I definitely would want to ask how worms got to be thirty feet. Especially on a, a sand planet with no food, nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. what is under that sand that they are eating that we don't know about? <laughs> All I gotta say. Um, but like, uh, Darth, I would be happy to rewatch the first movie with you if you want. You just called me Darth. I said Darth. You, no, I came up like Darth. I was like, am I a Vader? Am I Maul? Like, where are we going with this? <laughs> you would be a scary Sith. Oof, you know it, bro. You would, yeah, you would. Oh, oh there's, a, there's a concept for another podcast. Let's, let's, you know let's take that, 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 that aside. We're gonna, I'm gonna make a note of that. Uh, okay. Anyway, so like, nonetheless, it seems like I'm the only one who's gonna enjoy this movie when we go to watch it. But I think the 4DX will definitely help. I I do personally believe that this, like, the first one had a very slim chance of making tactics happy. But I was kind of hoping like the spirituality aspects would get to you. But like, he just saw the space and he was like, oh, I'm done. Even though they were like, it was like two scenes. I don't remember any spirituality in there, to be honest. <laughs> They all dried up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> dry spirits. <laughs> so wait, you don't remember the hand in the box scene? Either of you? <clears throat> that I remember. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, me- I remember um, Aquaman pulling down a pretty dope-ass fight, too. Yep, that was pretty co- cool, too. Like, uh, Jason Momoa as, um, as Duncan Idaho, uh, a big character. So, like, personally, this... This is an incredibly beloved sci-fi uh, series, so like I have no doubt that given the first one made, yep. You know what? The, you know you know why this movie bugs me because this movie is made like the Cole's notes of the actual Dune book. It's like just plotted in the like what are the most important things, and they just filmed those as scenes, and they just didn't connect it for me when they should have just done less of a movie. And give me more story. See, yeah, you see it. It's like a Cole's notes. Here's all the important points. Doesn't mean they connect. <laughs> I have a hard time arguing that, to be honest. Because like one of the main things people have been frustrated by is 
they felt like they were missing information because they didn't read the books, aka what tactics is saying, and also what you're saying, Dars. Oh, but also that's why. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, like for me personally, like I I enjoyed the movie. I was very happy with it. Uh, There were a couple of things that I like. I found the mom to be a little overly weepy, but like that's like a personality choice, uh, personal choice on my part. But in terms of the concepts and things, like they they did show me everything I wanted to see. Um, and it was amazing. And I like I honestly think that the Fremen is going to be what really interests you, Darcy, because like they are basically their entire culture, literally everything <laughs> they do is built on surviving in the deep desert. I just want to. I just want to know what the hell's going on. That, that's what. That's what interests me. Okay. I just. I need less cold notes. Slow this thing down so you can tell me a story. Okay. If it's a six movie uh, franchise, don't rush it in three. Which is probably <laughs> what they should have done. Because uh, like even when I was told that there's going to be done in two movies, I'm like, that's a lot of stuff to put in two films. Like, but they they want to apparently make the the second film into the third uh, film of the uh, franchise, which. It makes sense because it completes uh, Paul's entire beginning, middle, and end portion. But I'm just like, Ugh, that's going to be another condensed fil- uh, film, but whatever. Um, nonetheless, part two. Let's go. <laughs> nonetheless, this is a... Just let me take you to 4DX and, like, you know, g- give it a chance. And I will be happy to like go through the first movie with you before we go see it, and like pause and then give you back background information. T, I, I won't bother with you because I, I know that you you would just watch a YouTube recap or something. Oh, I can find a YouTube recap for you guys. Def, definitely will need that. But I like the idea of you doing it kind of like when we'd watch like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter back in the day, and you give all that background information as long Fun as. Facts. As long as there's butter chicken and naan, like there is no way I'm not going to have butter chicken and naan, and also yeah. like uh, and like beef and loo, uh and like you know palak paneer for for you guys if you're going to like watch this with like <laughs> you're you're like shaking your head for the yeah. first time in this entire topic you're like yeah 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 I'm with you because you can stop I, it you can I, explain I'm, everything and enjoy yeah. food. <laughs> I'm just there for the food and the ride, bro. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I'll set it up. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our next topic. Um, so uh, the uh, for the last two weeks now, the um, Mar- the MCU tele- uh, MCU's Phase Five's first television show has been released. So two episodes have been released so far, and Marvel's Secret Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, focusing on Nick Fury, is now out on um uh, on disney plus i've watched the first two episodes i just want to do a quick roll call has everyone watched the first two episodes i have cool no t okay have no. you watched one no cool okay. all right so i mean uh, y'all t, were, you... y'all were talking about it in the chat so i was like yeah it's probably, <laughs> probably trash. absolute facts i i did not mention <laughs> about this once in in in, in, the, in the chat no, neither did I. Um, so I, okay, Dar- but but Darcy mentioned Superman, Superman and Lois, and I was like, "Yo, I'm on it." So yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. So th- this will be a short uh, initial reaction. Um, Darcy, let let me start with you then. Uh, what did you think of the first two episodes? Mm, good, not great. Um, yeah. like how do I put it? It is. I don't know what it is. Okay, so when I say good, not great. It's actually, it, for the most part, actually done really, really well. 
And I feel like there's something missing to get me like massively excited. And I don't quite know what it is because there's a the lot Avengers. of like, what's that? The Avengers. The Avengers are missing. <laughs> that, 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 that could definitely be part of it. <laughs> um, but like, like Samuel's doing a great job. Um, the Villainer setup seems like, seems pretty cool, and like I'm gonna like it. Um, the whole concept with the scrolls seems really good. The whole like you know style I forget what kind of style you call this, but the kind of like mystery spy. crime. Yeah, spy drama type thing. That all seems good. And yet there's something feels a little bit slow. And mm. like, I'm going to watch it. But ironically, I was more excited to see the last three episodes of like Superman and Lois when I started getting into them. And when the next episode, like I thought, I, did, I thought last week was the last episode. So this week I was like, oh, let me just see what's something to watch. And this was and, and and Secret Invasion was already out, and I did not think, oh, let's see if Secret Invasion's out. I was like, <laughs> I just like, let me just go see this random show. Oh, there's another Superman Lois. Oh shit, let me go watch that. I'm real excited. Watch it. And I was like, oh shit, it's dope. And I'm like over here, like I didn't even think about Secret Invasion yesterday at all. And today I was like, oh shit, I gotta watch that show before the podcast. <laughs> 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 Um, and the second episode was better than the first uh, for me. Like it was more exciting and it's getting more interesting. Um, but maybe it's because it's like I've seen enough spy drama stuff that I'm like nothing it's doing in that area is like revolutionizing the idea mm. of spy. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm watching something I've watched before, even though the scroll part is in there. It's almost like they're leaning a little heavily more on the spy vibe and I'm not and I'm like waiting for the scroll stuff to really pick up and for it to get to that point where it's like, okay, because I'll spoil one thing here for, for text, but they mentioned there's like a million scrolls on the planet. I'm like, yeah, well, this could go really interesting. But the tone and the speed of the show is making me feel like you're never really going to show me the effect of a million <laughs> aliens who look like humans um revealing themselves and the effect it'll have on the planet but i'm hoping it does because i feel like it's gonna be like are we just gonna like work really hard and never have that consequence and so it's like this all could have been bad but you know we wrapped it up nice and tidy like I, this show the way it has to hit for me to go well is it has to almost be end game too and i don't mean end game as in like oh my god everyone dies but more like and here's the next thing that just blows the consequences. up. Yeah, like the consequences are so big. And like it affects everything after this point. Because if they stop the invasion, so to speak, they stop the 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 like whole world from finding out that a good portion of the world is not human and hasn't been for like 30 years. Um or five. Not, well, five years, but they 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 they've been scrolls yeah. have been there for longer not the million people um but yeah like if they don't have that huge fallout i'm just gonna be like yeah that was cool it might be better than others but it's not like i'm, I'm not gonna go rewatch it you know like i'm not gonna be excited about it so let's i'm kind of like i'm hoping it gets more exciting because it's not bad it's just not 
overly exciting yet. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, so I I will say that I agree with you uh, in terms of the show feels kind of lacking right now. Uh, granted, they could be in like the setup phase, uh, but you're right. It's kind of like, mm. for me personally, I will say that uh, this, the first episode I enjoyed, uh, it had some rough edges. There were some things that I wasn't a fan of, like, for example, like uh, everyone keep talking about how uh, Nick Fury is kind of off his game. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting way to start this. Uh, and then it's like, also Nick Fury is like really traumatized from the blip. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Now, Samuel Jackson is killing it. I'm not knocking his acting. He's doing it well. Uh, Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, uh, especially Olivia Coleman in like episode two, she was a dope interrogator, uh, very cheerful interrogator, which was scary. Um, so like that stuff, it has elements of being a good show there. And the first episode kind of did a good thing of like showing how scrolls and uh, like, like how dangerous they can be. And also like this whole like attempt to like, you know, destabilize and take over the planet uh, is kind of like insidious and in how it's working. So like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's um, I'm a little surprised that like Nick Fury is caught, by surprise by this and also talos is completely useless apparently and like they like they're doing like almost borderline jokey interrogations versus like in the second episode olivia and coleman is actually doing proper interrogations so like that stuff was uh, like with the first episode the second episode like really offended me uh as a comic book reader um first of all i'm not a fan of the fridged woman situation that they set up at the end of the first uh episode and they continued on in the second episode I don't, personally don't feel that Nick Fury really needed to have a that woman taken from him and that he has to, like, you know, like, it's made the whole thing real for him. Secondly, Thanks. yeah. Secondly, why the fuck is Nick Fury this off the game? Like, how is he the person who brought the scrolls into Earth is for 30 years doesn't even have a contingency plan for the scrolls? at all he had contingencies for like the avengers and invasions and like response teams and all that sort of stuff he had prep time for if like someone took over shield like he didn't know it was hydro and yet he still was able to figure it out he also had a back door implanted in case his best friend went crazy but the scrolls that he brought to work for shield he doesn't have a single contingency or way of trying to find out who's who, and it and uh, after being blipped, he just apparently goes off to sword and lives off uh, off planet for like a couple of years because he can't take being disappeared for five years. That he never bothered to check in with Talos. That hey, what's the situation? Which is what he did in the second episode. So like me personally, I'm just sitting here. I'm like this. Like Samuel Jackson is doing a good job. His scene with him and Rhodey. I found it to be a really interesting scene that uh, had a lot of had a lot of very, very good like cultural representation points of it, and I actually liked seeing the two actors work off each other and kind of be equals. Like you would think that like Samuel Jackson would own that scene, and it was like two equals going at it, and I was like, "Yo, this is dope." But why is Nick Fury dumb? 
you, you know, Umar, there's something I, as you're talking, that I'm kind of hoping happens in this, because mm. we, we got hints of this before. I'm hoping that this show is pulling a, no, I'm gonna say a prank, but like uh, pulling <laughs> the pulling the wool over our eyes. Yeah. In that, we're gonna find out throughout the show that half of the Nick Fury that we're seeing isn't is a scroll, and it's mm-hmm. somebody he employs, and. The second episode kind of drops, and I, I don't want to say it because, you know, I want to attack seat on his own. But the end of the second episode hints in that direction that that Nick Fury could be a scroll. And uh, for me, and I kind of hope that we're going to find out something interesting. Like maybe when he came back from the blimp, like he had a, he had a contingency plan or something. The blip happened. He's like, Oh shit. Right. And then he comes back and he goes right into his contingency plan and it's not him. And he is doing his contingency plan and we're seeing the scroll run around, do certain things though. You know, I, I don't know. Like I just, there's something in me that hopes that there's some level of that, but at the same time, it's like, doesn't fully make sense why he would act the way that he acts when he's in a room full of other scrolls um and they wouldn't know like yeah it even feels like in the show they try to articulate that scrolls have to confirm with each other their scroll sometimes like in the very beginning of the first episode when they bring the new person on he had like prove when he's at the gate in front of like the russian well scroll guards that that he's a scroll by saying a certain thing yeah don't scrolls know that they're scrolls by like some like genetic like or some like pheromone-ish type thing like, don't they are, aren't they just aware when they're in the room not with that i scrolls? know of okay so okay at least oh, like, uh, that's good then because i'm like like if they knew and then they just like writing this in that'd be kind of stupid um but yeah I, I just hope that there's like this show is gonna like at some point go whoa didn't see that coming and it gets really really interesting how many episodes in this on the show by the way the six so we're like a third of the way through already yeah okay yeah yeah okay okay yeah, like okay. Uh, i'm with you dars like like me personally i would say that currently and again there's only two episodes and a third of the way through the series so like this could change but currently this is like the most offensively written marvel mcu tv series i've watched like i'm i'm like uh i, I don't like hawkeye is dead last for me still uh, and Moon Knight is kind of like just above it, but like Moon Knight, what like I think, frankly, this might go in between where it is right now. It actually may go between Hawkeye and Moon Knight for me because I'm just like there's so many times I'm sitting there. I'm like because the first episode I gave it a lot of slack. I did not like how it ended it ended, but like I gave it a lot of slack. This episode took all of that away because they leaned into all the things I was not liking about the first episode. I was like, why? So I need them to do what you're suggesting because like, not only is this feeling kind of lacking in energy for a spy thriller right now, but also they're doing like they're not writing the characters right, which is not something I'm used to for MCU to this degree. Yeah, which if it's a scroll thing, that would make sense why they're not writing them right because they're not the right character, right? Yeah, and also like this kind of proves that maybe uh, Kevin Feige is spread really thin. And or someone he's needs, leaving. <laughs> yeah, like if you told me he is out and he's like, yo, they took away Victoria Alonso, I'm out too. This would make sense for what's happening in the show. Well, you have to remember it's not Victoria Alonso directly because that this the decisions that went into this show would have happened years ago. 
No, I, right. I know, I know. I, I'm just saying that, like, right now, like, no one bothered to actually like. There are things here that don't really make sense in the continuity of the characters from phase three, let alone phase two and one. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the f? So yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna keep watching, but like. I know this conversation has probably made it so tactics will never watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, what, what's that Star Wars show? Oh, um, uh, Book of Boba Fett. No, 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 the one that I haven't watched yet. <laughs> the Star Wars show. What's that? Oh. Antoine. Antoine. <laughs> Andor. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Andor. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This is tactics Andor. <clears throat> Mm. As Andor. in, I, 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 I'm not super excited to go watch Andor, and neither see watch this one. Not that it's the same quality of show. Um, this just the, the the it's good. It's like you have to sell him harder. Like wait, wait till the season goes. Wa- yeah, like I don't even want to sell him on this one because like uh, I'm gonna wait until the end and I'm be like, yo, T, it didn't get better, or T, it got better, something like that, because like. Yeah, I, I I support you sitting this one out because then you won't be as upset as I am. I'm I'm just worried that the MCU's um Declining. this is this last phase, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like like we 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 just in a, we're just in a place. I mean, I've been saying this shit for like the last fifteen podcasts, but y'all didn't listen. Primarily <laughs> you, Omar. Uh, I also disproved. With, I, I, I it just all proved. started with Thor four which was some trash ass shit and it didn't get any better we found we found that you don't respond well to phase four as tv series but on average you actually enjoyed the movies of phase four now phase five the movie uh we we have two movies right no guardians you just have one and... no no yeah, yeah so we, we have two. two movies uh one's a positive one's a negative uh and this is so yeah <laughs> The scale difference between these two films. One at the very bottom, one the very top. So, Phase Five is Wait, not what, off what to a great start. What was the bad one? Ant Man. Right. Yes. Yeah. Ant Man, and Thor, the worst part is Thor Four's cousin, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This and the thing is, Darcy and I have talked about this. Ant Man actually had the like they had elements that would have made it a better film, but they literally took it out and changed the ending. I was like, who? Who yeah. made those calls? Yeah. Yeah. That. And I mean, Thor Four had a lot going for it. They had Christian Bale, and they just delivered this. <laughs> Like there are elements for a great, <laughs> like the God Killer or the God Butcher, whatever his name is, like an amazing. He killed nobody. Yeah, I know. It's like off three, he did. <laughs> 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 like, like that's the best part. Like, let's bring on a character for a specific purpose, but then not show that purpose. It's like, can you imagine watching that 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 movie um, Favreau did where he was a chef, but the whole film was not about him cooking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just talking about cooking you're like god damn it cook something <laughs> yeah yeah like I, oh oh just i really was I, I and you guys know i was joan for, jones for this and the worst part is samuel L. jackson is actually acting well that's the worst part he's doing such a good job being front and center but they're just giving him bad things to do and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, please stop. Yeah. On that okay. note. 
on that note, <laughs> moving on to uh, our next big topic, our final topic, actually, of the evening. And I'm going to pass it over to my, uh, our main man, Darcy, to lead this one, because let's just say he's been leading this the whole time. So, Darcy, take it away. Yeah, so um, a while back, Brown episode four of Superman and Lois, we saw this amazing clip. And this clip was um, Superman in uh, the diner and some guy had threatened his wife and, and his son with a gun. And, um, well, Superman's being Clark. And the guy goes, like, fight him, does the whole, like, run to push him. And, like, Man of Steel doesn't even move a millimeter of air around the dude. And then he handles, manhandles this guy to the counter, but in a way where you know he's holding back one one millionth of strength. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yet, and yet, still has this guy pinned like there's a truck sitting on top of him. Um, and it was, and it, my, it was just, what's that? No, I was just gonna say my favorite part of that scene too is when um, I forget the dude's name, but Lana's husband he gets yeah. up. And Lana's just like, no, 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 he he's got this. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, no, sit down, sit down. <laughs> You don't know. It's like, it's like, I, I was watching a TikTok of someone who was like reviewing that scene. He's like, guys, can you even imagine? Like, this is a person who's like beat up your child and like threatened your wife. So naturally, you angry. Can you imagine holding back to such a degree that you're like literally like easy people <laughs> touching this guy while you're while you're still super pissed at him? I'm like. That is Clark Kent, and like you're just like if you actually conceptualize it, yeah. Superman Clark is like next level self control. Yeah, the man, the man's like literally doing like like um, brain surgery level control <laughs> to, to to be angry <laughs> like at, at a douche. Um, so <laughs> douche, yeah. yeah. So that that brought me into watching the season. Right, because I'm like, whoa, there's emotional stuff here. Yeah, and let me go see the season. So this season, I will say it has been hands down the best season of Superman and Lois by a long mile. Um, it is. Uh, the, so let me get the bad out the way first, okay? <laughs> At, depending on how where you are in the season, I will. I want to say it kind of goes like this: There's 13 episodes. The first. Um, Two epi first episode, maybe se second episode has, mm, let's say, a 60% good to bad ratio, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Midway through the season, we have a like, we kind of have a flip where there's like 40% good, 60% kind of bullshit. But in the last three episodes, it is straight like it more and more quality. To the last episode, yeah. it's just like almost all quality for me. Um, the BS stuff that happens in this show generally happens around everyone who's not Superman and Lois or an interaction <laughs> with Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darcy, I got to stop you right now. The truth that you like, I love how you just like, you, you, like that was as dispassionate and as objective as you could have put that statement. And like, I gotta give you credit. That was a well said statement, bro. <laughs> I, I just speak. I just speak the facts. That's all I do. I speak the facts. But um, yeah, it's just like everyone else is like love drama dramas, especially um, not Jonathan. What's the other son's name? Oh my gosh, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, like his thing with his ex girlfriend and his 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 constant angst of like, 
oh, she doesn't love me. Like, there's a line he has here where, where she's like, why are you being so mean? He's like, I wish I never loved you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, CW. So, like, like, Superman, come here and slap this kid for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you have Superman. You don't hear your son being this, like, flipping, like, pathetic out here. Like, come, come, yeah. come. But anyways, um... So the BS generally happens around that. Now, there's some moments where, like, some of the BS moments play well into other moments, right? Like, there's a good scene at the end of the season with Clark and and and, and Jordan because of Jordan's stupidity. Um, that it just, like, you enjoy the Clark part of it, right? And there's a lot of stuff where there's other characters who have BS stuff going on. But Clark will be in a scene and he'll interact with people in a way. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm glad to have seen that interaction because I'm just seeing who Clark Kent is. And I enjoy that part. Now, that's the negative. What's really good about the show, and this is kind of a weird way to say this, but they grounded the show very well by giving Lois cancer. And typically, I would think that's the most bullshit thing to do in a, in a show. But the beauty of this is that it brought it a lot of these emotional scenes back to the very first episode where Superman's mother is dying. There's nothing he can do. He can hear it, and he can't stop it. The most powerful man in the world cannot save his own mother and now his wife has an illness and there's nothing he can do to stop it to the point that um let me ask this question before i jump in tactics have you seen the rationale that they gave uh related to lois and um kryptonian uh, yeah kryptonian technology the rationale i don't think so that was later yeah it was later how the well, hell do you know? So this is a good point for us to discuss CNN. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just let me circle back on that. Okay, let me, just, let, me, let, me let me let me put you on pause. Let me get to the good stuff. Okay, before I get okay, back okay, to that. Okay, okay, okay. So this, this, this motherfucker just, just me off. Okay, like I'll go I was, on mute. I was on, I was on a high. I was so quick to answer. Like, what the? F- how do you know, bro? I'm like, like okay. Anyways, anyways, so. Uh, what's so good in this show is that it so humanizes Superman because <laughs> it, because there's so many emotional moments where Clark has to deal with the fact that like can he help his wife all the stuff she's going through the emotional weight of her situation her fear him trying to be overly helpful and optimistic and it's not always a good thing to be overly helpful and optimistic and just solve people's problems for them um and there's a really emotional scenes between uh jonathan and jordan related to their mother when they find out she has cancer and mm-hmm. her she's staying it and trying to be strong and then she starts getting really emotional and they just rush out of their seats and go hug their mother and and they del- it just delivers and there's a there's just a lot that goes with their relationship like between my husband and wife of uh, of that situation between the children and the mother and all this stuff that just is really really strong and impactful and then on the flip side they have they have three villains in this and it never felt overwhelming so they they did is they focused the whole first well they technically have four villains but like i'll just put two together the first portion of this season is bruno manheim and his wife who she has superpowers and they're the villain but she also has cancer so her and lois are both dealing with this and they both end up in the same place and you kind of can tell oh 
at first it's like you just think it's just a random woman be like oh it's probably part of the villain right and it makes both the villain and the superheroes motives end up intertwining because they're both doing what they're doing in, in at moments for the love of their wife they're just doing it very differently and that ends up making the villain very like uh, as umar would say you be very sympathetic to the villain and you understand their motives and and you it's just not like villainy for the sake of being a villain uh even though he has plenty of things he's done that's bad well before she got cancer that makes him an absolute <laughs> villain but at this moment you are very tied to what this means and you see these parallels between both of their wives and and it's just it's it makes it very interesting and emotional and it leads up to a big epic moment for the conclusion of their story in this that i thought was done beautifully because it wasn't just and we're just going to go out with some like you know big blue light in the sky that's trying to destroy the earth then it introduced uh, a great character that i mean tack has already been spoiled for which comes in near the very end they they're t teasing him the whole time which is lex luther and it's a very different take it's it's i want to call him he's the sons of anarchy of uh of what alex luther would be and he delivers he's so good in this that when he's in front of clark or superman mm -hmm. and the way he acts i actually feel afraid for superman and this yeah. guy doesn't have any powers and yet his 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 unwavering aggression in the face of power makes you feel like what does this guy have what is he what can he do and he's also a very strong and statuous man on his own um and they, they do a really good job of giving backstories to what has happened to him when he's in prison to set up what this character is like and it is he's a savage man he is an intelligently savage man he, he, he honestly in a way tactics when you see this guy's backstory he feels a little bit like what <coughs> reacher would be like if he was unhinged mm. right it, it, it's 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 got a vibe like when he walks it's in, got a reacher ask yeah you're right when reacher walks in it's like you can do this or do this and this is how it's gonna go for you he has that but just imagine if sons are sons of anarchy version of reacher walked in and said it's gonna go like this or go like that right and you're like but it's sons of anarchy it's not fair what's gonna happen mm -hmm. like he's it's gonna be really brutal um and then they set up i won't say it here for those who haven't seen it but a third big villain which is a cliffhanger to the season Four. which i actually really love because instead of rushing it to get it done this season they're setting it up to be the end of this like cliffhanger and the start of the next season to a very big event that's going to fundamentally have to shift the entire show at the very beginning of the next season so they did a really good job of building all this stuff up well, I guess we're going to show it anyway. So they, br <laughs> <laughs> they bring hey, in Doomsday. It got Doomsday. spoiled for me, so it's going to be spoiled for everyone else. They, they everyone bring else in. had three days. They, yeah. they, they're too late. Yeah, so they bring in Doomsday. And I will say that some of the CGI in this is rough, but it's a TV show, so I give them credit because there's yeah. some moments yeah. where it's really, yeah. really good. And I would say they handled it better than Batman vs. Superman. Like, they had an, an existing... Yeah, they had a they had a, a Superman from a different universe who had an ability to keep regenerating after death, and Lex Luthor takes advantage and converts this into this being. But the fight, and like yeah, and again, there's rough CGI. 
But the fight had moments that I was like, yo, are they doing invincible references here? Like, holy. And the way it ends, the end, oh my God, my heart was pounding at the end of the season. I don't think I've ever felt that intense from any of their fights because the fight goes and then it has a lull and you're like, oh, okay. Okay, that's a, that's a good way to end it. And then they're like, no, 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 we ain't done. And like, oh, okay, <laughs> round two, and uh, yeah, it gets it, it, it's it's intense. It even it even is pushing Superman beyond it, it, into the morally gray area, and um, it's I'm I'm super hyped. Like I'm actually excited for the next season. Now, the last thing I will say about this is that I got no love for them. Cole's note motherfuckers out here who watch this whole season on TikTok. I'm talking to you Umar, and YouTube and YouTube who's been referencing this without watching full episodes. That's all I gotta say. I'm just I can't I can't with you telling me this and telling me that about your opinions of a show you haven't watched. You haven't watched it's CW. Season. I don't need to watch all the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Negro, please. <laughs> <laughs> That was well done. That was well done. That 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 that's exactly oh. it right there. Before I continue, uh, T, what are your thoughts of the first five <clears throat> episodes that you've watched? First five, yeah. I just finished the yeah. fifth episode before we got on here. Uh, I'm liking it so far. Darcy hyped the shit out of it last night, and I was already like, as you were writing, I was already like, like on the third episode and then i'm like i'm gonna just keep watching okay <laughs> let me get caught you know, up yeah you don't gotta tell me twice shit so uh yeah i'm liking it um everything that darcy said is is facts like the first from what i'm seeing it's it the the ratio is definitely 60 um six like 60 percent good 40 percent not so good the lana shit is, is still trash like yeah it is what it is um they have this whole uh backstory with her husband and uh, the the girl that uh, works with uh lois at chrissy the, uh, chrissy yeah her that that, that, that won't get less, less bullshit by the end that won't no get it gets bullshit. much worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> you I, haven't I, seen the episode <laughs> yeah so I, I, i'm uninterested i'm uninterested in that shit but uh everything else is is good the thing the start the emotional weight of you know the um, Lois and her dealing with cancer, and you know trying to maintain her character of being an investigative reporter and all, and like all of that stuff, and still being a mom and trying to juggle all of that while de- dealing with this. You 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 feel a lot of the emotional weight being put on the entire family because Lois is in a position where she doesn't want to be treated like uh, you know like she's fragile. And at the same time, she wants she still wants to maintain all of her duties as a reporter, as a as a as a wife and as a mother and having to deal with the struggles of that. So it seems like they're giving her a lot more to do, because I remember when we first started talking about this show initially, we felt yeah. as though she was kind of like an afterthought, even though her her name is in the, the, the title card. Right. So now it seems like they're the 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 focus is more equally spread between superman and and lois rightfully so uh i'm liking the action stuff there and i'm sure it's going to pick up from here based off of what darcy's been saying um that scene in the diner with clark and like 
you know, stepping up to that guy. Like I, I just love that scene. I've loved all of those scenes from all of them. So even the Man of Steel scene, I love that. They did the same thing in uh, in Smallville. So I like moments like that, and it definitely Superman delivered two. in this Superman. Yeah, Superman two. Uh, so I love scenes like that where um, you get to see the 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 hero kind of like you know. You show show that side of him, but like not in like a cocky way, but kind of like in a like yo, I'm gonna put you in your place because I don't like bullies type of thing, right? Um, and I love the I I just love what he said right before he left it. She, um, Lois was like, "This is not a job for Superman," and she's like, "He's not going." And I was <laughs> like, oh, oh shit, okay. <laughs> so yeah, overall, all in all, I I'm enjoying the show. I know the previous season we all weren't really a huge fan of, and it it got to the point where we had like almost given up on the show and then Darcy was the first to kind of revisit it and check it out and oh, said my fault. About it. he while well, he was sending um clips into our group and they were really intriguing so the first one obviously was uh, the reveal that Lois had cancer and then the other one was um the diner clip so that was a little bit intriguing so I put that on my list of things to watch and then had nothing to do so I checked it out and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm digging this season so far. I'm liking it. Shut up, Umar, because, you know, you still got to watch it. Um, Yo, roll your eyes quieter, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I have said that to other people, so that's hilarious. Yeah, quiet to mind, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, yeah. so uh, I will give my Cole's notes version. Uh, the So I have... As Darcy's put it, I've watched a lot of this season on YouTube. Uh, some on TikTok, but uh, like predominantly on YouTube. Uh, thankfully, it's gone like episode by episode, so it's been like helpful for me to like know which episode did what. I will say that uh, I have unfortunately watched some of the Jordan and Jonathan stuff, and the only mo- point I actually wasn't wanting to like beat my head over a head, uh, beat my head self over the head, was when Jordan. Oh wait, never mind. Uh yes. Let, let let one man on this podcast watch the show the natural way of watching the okay, show. So Darth the the scene where Jordan behaves inappropriately with Clark. You made that sound really wrong. Like way, way different. <laughs> well, how, how did I make that sound that wrong? Repeat what you said, bro. Say it one more time. So Jordan <laughs> Act inappropriately with Clark. Yeah, inappropriately is a word in today's context. It just comes off a little different. I think you just you mean guys are like, putting sexual uh, connotations on that one. You're you, making I, it you, sound you, like you, you tried to rape his dad. That's what it makes. That's what it sounds like, bro. <laughs> wow, you took that and ran with it, bro. You, you are not putting that on me. You are not putting that on me. That's definitely on you. I, I would have just gone with like. You. So go on, go on, go on. <laughs> no, Darcy, what, what would you have said? He talked back. <laughs> he didn't just talk back. Yeah, but inappropriate? I mean... It is inappropriate with a parent to do that, uh, to do any of that. Disrespectful? I think I'm trying to remember what this scene is, because you you try, you try out here implying, like, Jordan did something crazy that I don't remember. Yeah, like, Darce? tried to, like, follow his dad. Oh, he, he slapped him. Oh, he pimp slapped him. Oh, snap. 
Oh, I got, Jordan, I, got, I got Jordan and Jonathan confused in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how is this? I should be making it this obvious. But okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no, um, I'm, talking about, um, I'm talking about Jordan, the one with superpowers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inappropriate. So we slapped him. Yeah. He did uh, something. Omar, along, Omar, Omar, Omar. They let him along think he those slapped. lines. Just leave it there. Leave it there. Okay, leave it there now. Nonetheless, like. That part, I will say, was actually something I was hoping that they would follow up with. And the the part in the diner in the last episode, which you've already referenced, I like that is the only time of the stuff that I've seen that, like, uh, as I said, the stuff that I've seen, not that has happened in the in the show, that I found to be anything interesting with Jordan. The things I will say that were my favorite, aside from the diner and also seeing Lex Luthor's scenes was uh clark in um like uh a support group mm, for mm-hmm. for his wife and like honestly and i was saying this like off air to uh tactics sorry to darcy uh and tactics that it was something i never thought i needed to see from a superman for super superman property because in the comics Lois has not been diagnosed with cancer and this is the first time they've ever done anything like this and darcy like i I will agree it's kind of hard to say it but like cancer is the best thing that happened for a character in the show um now this goes back to what i was saying and also darcy you brought this up when you humanize superman when you give him human problems that he can't overcome with his superness his superpower that is what makes Superman a very compelling story. It's having someone with so much power being powerless. Superman being brought to his knees because his mother dies of a stroke. And there's literally nothing he can do about it. Having his wife dying of, a, uh, of an illness he can't stop. And struggling as a spouse. And uh, she even said something to him. It's like, you will never have to go through this. And I was like, ooh, because like no, like re- like really, no other spouse or person can say that to another person because there's always a chance that something like this could happen to them. But she's literally saying this will never happen to you. And like for the first time to have that in exchange in a Superman dynamic, that's a powerful thing. So I am glad and I'm amazed that a CW series about Superman is able to actually bring forth the human elements and Tyler Hoechlin and, um, Ooh, Ooh, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, Elizabeth Tollin. No, hold on. Let me just double check. Uh, uh, uh Tullock, Elizabeth Tullock, uh, are, are bringing it. And Tyler is my Tyler. Like I never thought anyone could replace Christopher Reeves as like the, like, Superman and Tyler's doing it and like the 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 Lex Luthor portion uh Darcy uh, uh the Sons of Anarchy reference you made is spot the fuck on I saw that he was cast as uh, Lex Luthor and I was like this is the guy that they're gonna do it with like I saw him in uh like Walking Dead and I loved him like don't get me wrong I believe this actor is a great actor but I he's not my first choice for um for uh, Lex Luthor and then I saw him in a couple scenes, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm really enjoying him. And then he, like you said, Darcy, he behaves in a way that it's like he is physically imposing to a Superman. And I'm just like, ooh. And 
I'm not against it anymore. Like, he sold me. He actually sold me that Lex Luthor can be this way, as opposed to, like, uh, the ways that I've envisioned it, the way that the animated series have, like, perfectly depicted him, and also the comics as well. And also even uh, to sometimes Michael Rosenbaum on Smallville. For me, I will say and, that and I... And Justice Egg Unlimited. That, that, that's quality. Uh, yeah, Cla- Clancy Brown uh, from, like, the the animated stuff. That's what, that's yeah. what I meant by that. But you're, you're absolutely oh. right. Uh, so, like, for me, I will say that I am very pleased, very pleased that we now have both a new Superman that as absolutely Superman, and we have a very interesting and different and unique iteration of Lex Luthor. Because if you want to be really critical, Gene Hackman, as much as I love him, is not Lex Luthor. Oh my God! That 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 Gene Hackman's the one that was on Supergirl, right? No, Gene Hackman is from uh. Well, he was also oh. in Supergirl, the movie, but like oh. I mean, like uh, yeah, he... the, the original Superman movie. Oh, that that, that, that was like yeah, no, Mister Smucker. Yeah, like <laughs> I love him, but like that's not really Lex Luthor. So like this version, like goodbye, Gene Hackman. So I will say that I I am going to rewatch the series, and uh, I will do as Darcy and Tactics have suggested, and have something else to do while I watch it. So when the stupid 60% or uh, 70% or back to the 40% or whatever, whatever the ratio is going to be, I'm going to be just like not paying attention. Cause like, I could not give a fuck about uh, Lana, her kids, her ex-husband uh, and the, ch- uh, the children of the Kents. Really? I just, I'm watching for Tyler Hoechlund and uh, the actor who plays Bruno Mannheim, because I love that actor. And also the guy who's playing uh, Michael, Cutlet, I think it is. I'm not entirely sure. And Chad Coleman? Uh, nonetheless, yeah. So, like, I will rewatch it, but I am enjoying having my uh, Cole's Notes version. Uh, I passed the exam, and that's all that matters. Uh, by the way, <laughs> by, by the way, the thing I was referencing earlier, did mm. you guys see the Lex Luthor they put in Superman or Supergirl? The original, uh, like, the one with Helen Slater? No, the, the TV show that was like the, that was running for oh, the Arrowverse. That guy. That guy. Yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. he was, he was, he also two played. Two and a half men, right? Yeah. He played yeah. Alan Harper, two and a half men. I yeah. was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I watched Supergirl longer than I should have. And when I watched him, I was just like, no, it's not, not getting better for me. It's, it's Pull not. it back, baby. Pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That that's it, that, that that that's it. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. So yeah, so nonetheless, I will say that uh, Superman Lois came uh, season three. Like we stopped watching it, I think like halfway through season two, and we're like, we're not going back. Well played, season three. Yeah. Well played. Well, I mean, one of us still has to watch season three, but you know, and I'm not talking about <laughs> tactics. No. <laughs> I've seen enough, but I'm going to rewatch it. Uh, you need, so, you yeah. need at least pick up those last three episodes in full, in full. At least those last three episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You gotta watch no, no, them at no, least no, no. in full. Uh, Dars, I'm going to watch the whole series. Okay, fine. That's, I won't forgive you until that point. <laughs> <laughs> T, will you forgive me? Chris, <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You are on fire tonight. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, that is the end of our uh, topics for tonight. So I'm going to volley it back to UT for our closing remarks, Mr. Graduate. 
All right. Well, this will conclude the edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for watching, tuning in, or listening wherever you are. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. I'm your boy Tactics. This is just Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar, the CNN of the group. There it is. Where's your live long and prosper, bro? I'm doing it right now. You got to say it. Otherwise, they won't know. <laughs> oh, what about oh, our oh, listeners, bro? Come on, I, say I, I, it. I forgot. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, live long and prosper, y'all. Please like, Dang. like, subscribe. You just, fine. Fine. Watch Doom. You're done, bro. You missed it. Watch 